Hello everyone, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of I'll Give That 10 Minutes with me, Davey A. Today's episode, I'm going to be chatting to a guy I got with me today about dance music. It's influences on me, on him, and how we've grown up with a lot of dance music, especially from the 90s. To chat about dance music, I have got my brother-in-law, Carl. Say hello to everyone. Hello everyone. <laughs> how are you doing? Good. Really good. Thanks for popping in to do this. It's nice to talk about something that isn't to do with anything retro, which is predominantly what the podcast is about. But as you and a lot of listeners know about me, I am a fan of dance music. As I said, from the 90s specifically, went into a lot of clubland kind of venues, became a massive fan of dance music, and even dabbled myself back in the day as a hobby, nothing professional. But you yourself are a professional DJ, and it's going to be good to get some feedback about the stuff that you are into. Now, as I say, Carl is my brother-in-law, he is married to my sister, the cake maker of the family. Well, one of the cake makers of the family, but we'll get into that on a later date. But yeah, we've kind of bonded through our love of dance music across various eras. Also with another friend of mine who was another DJ. Now, we're going to get straight in with a question. I'd like to ask, first of all, what is it that started you out with DJing? When did you first start? To be fair, I'd, honestly, growing up, I wasn't really into music as such, and... I think going out, I think going out was mainly the main influence. Just going out and seeing the reactions to certain songs was yeah. just like, that to me was just like, wow. That spared you yeah, on to want to yeah, do it, yeah. yeah. So I just, I think from from that point, it was just like, I need to get into music and I really enjoy like tracks, the whole atmosphere of being out, everything, everything about it, to be fair. And that was roughly around mid-2000s, so it must have been like 2005 onwards to about... I don't think I really got into DJing until about 2009, 2010. Okay. Couldn't put an exact date on it, like, but... Well, I, I won't hold that against you. I wouldn't exactly <laughs> expect a timeline from you, but... Yeah, so early 2000s, you kind of broke out into wanting to be a DJ. Would you say it's something that would be your thought pattern for most of your life in terms of being a DJ? Is it when you wake up, when you go to sleep, is it just dance oh, music, dance live, music, dance music? Breathe, live, breathe. That's, that's Jodie. Yeah. <laughs> the sister. <laughs> the wife. Yeah. I just live and breathe dance music. Everything about it. Literally everything. Go to bed thinking about it. Wake up thinking about it. It, it, it literally is, apart from obviously the kids and the wife, it, it's everything to me. Like, it even took over football. I was a massive football fan, and I'd say yeah. now I'm more of a music fan than I've ever been. Unlike myself, who can't stand football, well. except for playing FIFA on occasion. I, I do love dance music. For me, two genres dance music, rock music. They're my two music favourites. Dance music, as I've mentioned, earlier on is predominantly 90s based i grew up wanting to go into a lot of liverpool clubs like the paradox the 051 going into matthew street and certain venues like reminisce the old buzz club and so on where it was You're just, old i am old you are I'm old, old. Thank, thanks for the little <laughs> kick in the gut there yes i'm older than you yeah let's not rub that in right now <laughs> so yeah I, I when i eventually started going out it was a lot of 90s clubs heavy dance music a bit of trance and just loved the whole vibe of it. I even, like I say, I dabbled myself with a very basic set of turntables, yeah. which didn't even have speed control on them. I was having to slow them down with my hands, wow. or quickly spin them to try and speed up a tempo. 
You've all got to start somewhere. Yeah, it must have been frustrating as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vinyl is a, a whole entity different to yeah, the Yeah, I mean, I totally, I've never dabbled into vinyl myself. Obviously, I come into the era where it was all CDJs and stuff like that, yes. which is, obviously, it was the standard then, yeah. which was the, all CDs related, basically. Yep. And now it's gone to, like, controllers and basically everything now. The technology that's out there now, you, you could get actual equipment that could DJ for you. I just think it's moving with the times, to be fair, but I respect the vinyl age because it just he looked and sounded heavy the the vinyls carrying all the crates yeah. and everything else so uh, I don't only envy that like but I've carried my fair share of CD wallets and stuff like oh, that <laughs> back in the day that's all I had was CDs speaking of vinyl I did mention earlier that um, one of our friends is also a DJ Gaz vinyl DJ specifically now I know there's there's always the banter between you and Gaz about yeah. which is better playing on vinyl playing on CDs or downloadable tracks Everyone's got a pros and a con. You know, obviously you like the convenience of just downloading a track and having it stored on a hard drive. Yeah, yeah. But the purity of having a vinyl and digging it out of a sleeve and even listening yeah, and to the crackle. It, and purchasing it. Purchasing it, yeah, yeah exactly. I was going to the shops and buying them back in the day, which, I, again, I never did myself, but I respect the fact that you so that, that was the way to socialise back then. Like You've got like Facebook and Instagram, Twitters, everything now where you can just say to someone you like their track and the next minute you've got their track, they've sent it downloadable straight away to you within yep. seconds. Again, that was the way to socialise, so I would have loved to have done that. But again, I've done it a different way, so it's yep. kind of, I, I do respect it. And I, as, as much as I call Gaz a dinosaur, <laughs> just being prehistoric with, with his ways, I personally don't envy anything he's done because I actually respect it then, do you know what I mean? Because yep. I just think... I've never experienced it, so I can never pass comments on it. Yeah. But obviously, just for banter, he's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure when he tunes into this, he'll have his own comments. Guys, if you're listening, come at do me. you get in touch? <laughs> It'd be nice to see what you think about what Carl's saying. Yeah, Carl's very much new school. I, I'm very much what you would consider old school, like I say, 90s vibes, trans era, music featured in the likes of the Kevin and Perry movie, for example, that we're both huge fans of. We'll get to that a bit yeah. later on. Do you have any recollection on what the first CD you bought was it? Could have been a single, it could have been an album. First CD you bought, seeing as you're a CD DJ. Yeah, well, to be fair, like I said to you before, I wasn't really into music much as a kid, so I really think to myself of the things that I've like bought and stuff like that, I probably couldn't put my finger on the exact record, but... I used to buy a load of like local DJs. They'd bring a, like a CD out every month or so. The likes of Lee Butler, for instance, like yeah. what the Butler saw. He's done a series of CDs. I'd always buy them and likes of Mick Willow and Anton Powers and stuff like that. So I grew up buying their stuff. Once I was like out and in the clubs and stuff like that, I was hearing certain tracks, and then I was going and buying them tracks. Couldn't pinpoint what track was my first track though. If I had to say, it would probably probably be a Now album. <laughs> hey, hey, they're popular. They still are, and we're on like what now two hundred or something like that. Well, it's still going. It's, I, I'll give you that. It's a fair franchise. I can. I, I, I can... had the QS and Kirby. Oh, the QS. Now that's a shout. The QS of anyone who's not from where we live in Kirby was a little discount store, various outlets in a small unit. Had as soon as you walked in, there was a little like music store, so like videos and CDs and whatnot. It was a, a local haunt for most weekends, especially if you were a VHS collector, which I used to be. I'd go in every weekend trying to find a new video. Yeah, music was galore over there. It was a, an epic shop to go to. QS, it's now a Bucky's now, I believe. Um, <laughs> I won't mention names, but his first name's William. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> William Fred. William Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I can recall the first CD I bought when I upgraded from vinyl to a set of CDJs. It was Josh Wink. 
High State of Consciousness, yeah. the Dexter yeah. Jealousy mix. Absolutely. I still listen to it now. I love it. Still a good track. In fact, I, I used to love the video because it was um, a bunch of guys going around a festival yeah. and it was just a guy with a camera filming people walking through a festival for no apparent reason, but it really looked really good on the video. So that's what I, that's what I bought. I also remember my first vinyl, which was, um, as I mentioned uh, to, to Carl in the past, it was Stardust Music Sounds Better With You. Another, another great track. I love it. It is it is considered dated now, but I, I still love the fact it's still current in terms of recent kind of remixes of it. It does still sound good. Literally, it sounds better. Pardon the pun. With me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have touched briefly, Carl, on, on what it was that kind of got you starting. Like the whole vibe and the, and the, the scene of like music and dance music and how it draws people in. What, now that you've established yourself, what keeps you doing it? What keeps you saying... I want to keep DJing, I want to keep getting new music and playing new music. What What is it about being a DJ for you? To be fair, I'm kind of old school, new school in my style that I've got. I do like when old school things get redone again. Do you know what I mean? And some people will think, oh no, it's nothing better than the original, but I just think move with the times as well. I like the fact that music's forever. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's an ever-expanding thing. So I, I always think to myself, there's always fresh stuff, there's always newer stuff. Mm. And even making your own stuff, it, it's it's a necessity now with, when it comes to DJing now. I think you have to be a DJ, promoter, yeah. producer, everything else. You've got, you've got to manage your own social medias and stuff like that, you know, which is which yeah. is probably in itself. Social media is a massive thing now in yeah. terms of DJing, I think. It's a, it's a huge thing because you've got to get yourself out there. And especially while we're locked down, I think it's perfect perfect time and perfect way to get yourself out there is social media because at the end of the day, I don't think the clubs and pubs are going to be open for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, like you say, with, with lockdown, it's, it's hard to go out and socialise and appreciate DJs for what they do. So it's going to be video, video chats, Zoom DJ groups, you know, having a nightclub in your house and streaming it online. It's the only way we're going to get to appreciate dance music. You're listening to Davey Ace. I give that 10 minutes. Jeez. If you said, as a fan of music, as opposed to being a DJ of them, as a fan of music, what's the one that you listen to the most? What type? Well, it's... It, it. It's, it's possibly it's the hard, hardest question you've it's, asked. It's to be hard. Fair. It is difficult. Um, I don't know because I, I, I personally play mashups and stuff like that. I, yeah. I, I do like a good mashup, which a mashup is an instrumental with a acapella over it, with obviously a few more effects and yeah. whatever else into it. But um, a mashup makes you think that you're listening to one track and then a, like, a, a, for instance, a different vocals coming in, which I like that surprise element, element when mm. it comes. And not only that, if you're making mashups and you're downloading, obviously, mashups and you're making yourself stand out a little bit more yeah. because you're not playing the same top 20, 30 tracks that everyone else is playing across the board, you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got your own unique style and I think and I like the surprise element every like obviously I've got shows on the radio that I have and I do get a lot of social response from it and I get the feeling when they're listening that I know what their reactions are being do you know what I mean when it comes to a certain track and with that I personally just think I like to think I like mashups and my go-tos are mashups because again a mashup could be an old school vocal with a new instrumental from a newer track so you may think that you're going to listen to a new track and then say for instance just off the top of my head Brothers and Sisters comes in Too Funky Too yeah which, which which everyone loves Tune and you start thinking to yourself, well, wow, I like this because I like them two tracks, but I also like it collectively as one. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I yeah. think mashups are my go-to, I think. Okay. But in terms of genres, I do love house. I do love a bit of Dutch music and 
I do love old school. I think everyone loves a bit of old school, to be fair. I do like trance. I don't love it. I like it and I appreciate it. Yeah. Again, it's one of them where I'll probably listen to it myself. Probably wouldn't force it on people or the, my <laughs> listeners. Yeah, you will listen to trance because I'm forcing it on you. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, a good selection for me. I, I do love trance music. I particularly favour likes of Disco House. I find it much more easy to listen to. Like someone sampling, like you say, mashups, they sample a, a classic disco beat and modernise it to a current audience. I like that. I do listen to Disco House a lot, especially commuting to and from work. Disco House is is like really popular now. I just personally for me it's too slow. It's it's, it's almost yeah. like a hundred and fifty BPM to like a hundred and twenty five BPM. And I normally play stuff that's say one twenty four BPM to about one thirty to one thirty five BPM. So it's kind of like it's a it's a it's a whole array of genres that in that BPM range. Do you know what I mean? So I could play a bit of disco in my set but again if, if, if i see a fit then i'll play yeah. it do you know what i mean so well that's what us, us old timers like you know we like slow music yeah gramophones and stuff like that you know <laughs> if you can incorporate that into one of your mixes that'd be great <laughs> no <laughs> are you a fan of any particular dj any djs out there inspire you and make you think yeah i want to be as good as them if not better well yeah i'd probably say avici but dead now so yeah, yeah. Uh, Rest in peace, Avicii. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of, I, I, to be fair, I prefer all the local talent in and around town. There's enough of it. There's yeah. enough local talent around Liverpool. And I mean, massive. You know, some of them are making it big time, some of them aren't. But again, I just think the whole Liverpool DJ and scene is really good and really fresh and it's, it's different. I, I, I don't know. I obviously haven't lived anywhere else but Liverpool, but I, I find that it's a good set of lads and there's a bit. From every different set of lads, it's a different genre of music as well. So it's kind of it's 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 a good community to be a part yeah. of. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'd say more local lads. If I had to put me finger on who, it'd probably be the likes of Anton Powers, Les Calve. I wouldn't say Lee Butler, but I think everyone has to appreciate everything what he's yeah. done within the city. So of course, yeah. yeah, just people like that. Michwello, Michwello, really, 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 technically, really good. Yeah, yeah, some good choices there. Lee Butler, like you say, a very common name around Liverpool. Certainly done really well for himself and become highly commercial and playing on radio and stuff. He's kind of one of the high-end names, like you've mentioned. What, if you had to, would you say are five of your favourite tracks? Now, this can be across any genre. You do not specifically stick to the type you like, but if there's five tracks you could pin down as stuff you would like to go back to again and again and either put it into a mix or in just, just in general listening to it, what would you like to listen to? Consider it like a mini playlist. Number one, oh, one million percent, one million percent would be Christine Blonde, Love Shy, oh. Electric Beauty Remix. What a tune, what a tune. Those in the know know how good that song is. Yeah. That lit up the paradox back in the 90s. Like you wouldn't believe when that would come on, it would just be insane on the dance floor. It just gives me goosebumps every time I listen to it, to be yeah. fair. And that, I think once a song gives you goosebumps or it reminds you of a certain time, I think it's stuck in your head then forever. Yeah. So I, I just think that's number one, regardless. I, hands down, not on beats that. Beast of a track, I agree. Really, really good track. Number two, I'd probably say Foo Fighters, The Best of You, the Mike Descala remix. Ooh. Mike Descala's another big name, a local talent. Yeah. He's obviously massive now, worldwide with Camel Fat. But yeah, his remix of Foo Fighters, Best of You. I literally stood in a club and watched that and thought, wow. A classic and, example of rock and dance combining to form an amazing tune. Yeah, it was. It was, it was brilliant. And then where you're just looking from afar and you're just looking at a dance floor, absolutely rocking. Yeah. I just think when you 
when you see that as well it blew you away yeah it literally blew me away and, and that's where i thought i want to dj now i think i think that was the point where i thought i'm djing now you want to do exactly I'm that i'm gonna go for it yeah. yeah okay number three would probably be daniel merriweather red motto blanco remix okay okay yeah reminds yeah. me of the summer of probably i this is a guess by the way probably of 2009 Okay, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just one of them summer tracks, and I think it's a feel-good song. It literally is a feel-good song, so I just it's always going to be up there for me. Number four would probably be Avicii, Wake Me Up. Okay, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I was first to criticise him when he went down the country slash dance route. Yeah. I like by bringing Hey Brothers out and Wake Me Up and and the rest of them from his, his, his album. I was first to criticise him, and then the more and more I listened to it, I was just like, this is this is life-changing for him, do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's where Avicii stood it and took it to a next level, because he combined two things that shouldn't go, and they went together. Yeah. yeah. So I think Wake Me Up would be number four, and number five would be Ayala. If I'm, if I'm not wrong, I think it's DJ Tauncher remix. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's on Kevin and Perry that's Go Large. That's on Kevin and Perry Go Large, yeah. You're and right. The, the bit where you just there. Oh. Just, <laughs> again, when you're talking about Goosebumps moments, it's insanely it's one good. It's one of them, and Trance does that to you, and that's the whole reason why I appreciate everything about Trance, but it just, I'm not a massive fan yeah. of it. Trance itself, it's got a, you've got to be a big fan. Like it's very atmospheric, kind of. It breaks down of sort of halfway through all other tracks and it's it goes euphoric nice. as well because it, exactly. uh, we've we've been to see like Arm and Van Buren a few times and every single time he like we're not massive fans of him but he's like the Godfather of trance and he literally like he just puts on this massive show yeah and it, it's just you have to you have to experience it again trance is another thing where you're gonna have to experience it for yourself I just think the whole show of it was just mind blowing. Probably one of the best I've ever seen. Having never been, is is Tomorrowland a trance specific? No, Tomorrowland's gig? a multi-genre festival. Because I've seen it like a lot of a lot of videos online, and I've looked into it. I've never looked at what specific types of music's playing there. But every video I've seen tends to be a trance tune of some no, sort. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely. You know, you can go from your Guettas to your Dimitri Vegas like mics to your Tiestos to your. Um, of Van Buren's. You can go to the whole Carl Cox. You can go. They're all on different stages. The yeah. main stages will have the bigger names on. Okay. So I think that's where you've probably seen the main stages have them big names on playing big dance tracks, big trance tracks. It's like I suppose like the Glastonbury of like dance music. I suppose yeah. it's like loads yeah. of subgenres, but it's I, a big. Well, we event. go to we go to Creamfields every year, and I always say to people, we go as a big group, and I always say to people, don't ever not go and see the people that you've come to see. Don't always just follow the crowd because it mightn't be for everyone what everyone's listening to type of thing. But when you go to Creamfields, there's enough selection of different DJs at different times that mm. you can go and see almost everyone on the same field, basically. Yeah. And it, it, it's great. It's a good... It's, it's brilliant. I, I love it. I, I'd go every year for the rest of my life. If I could. Okay. So me doing my top five choices, what are your top five choices? Well... Seeing as you've asked me, I may as well tell you. I have a top five. I mean, it's, it's kind of a mix of genres. For for number one, for me, as I've mentioned, is Stardust Music Sounds Better With You. Yeah. For me, it has a lot of memories because it's the first vinyl I ever bought. Yeah. And as I've said, I still listen to it. I still love the track and I find it really easy to listen to. It's always going to be number one because of the memories it brings to me when I first took my plunge into wanting to be a DJ. 
Number two, Barber's Adagio for Strings, William Orbit. Oh, why didn't I say that? I love that track. It's kind of a mix of kind of euphoric tunes. It's very melodic. It sounds amazing. It goes on for quite some time, so you can mix a lot of tracks into it. Love it. Can't fault it. Great, great song. Number three, System F, Cry. I love that track. Again, very, very trance-based. I think it's the Ferry and Corsten mix. I think it's the one that I particularly favour. It's um, just the vocal itself. It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Even the intro, like when you when you're bringing it in, it's just essentially a couple of beats and a and a woman essentially breathing. But the way the the way that they, they do it, it sounds boss with it with a couple of beats behind it. Love it. Sounds quite pervy as well. Like. It does sound pervy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a, a woman bit, breathing. Well, it's a bit like it's a bit like Vader. I swear, it's something like. It's like Vader. Honestly, it's a bit a bit concerning. But yeah, I love it. Love the track. Really good. Again, really nice to mix in with other other tracks, and it still sounds as, as good now as it did back in the day. Number four would be David Morales, Needs and You. Again, a very Ibiza summer classic track. Really good piano break on it, and again, I listen to it a lot. We have a playlist at work, and it's always, well, again, it's predominantly dance music. We'll be trying to sell a lot of speakers at work. That comes down at least twice a day, and it never, never stops anyone from tapping their toes or saying, what a great tune, what a great tune. Love it just it. screams summer, doesn't it? Really? It does, it, it does. It it's does. a quality track. And for number five, a, a 90s classic, it's BBE, Seven Days in One Week. Yeah. Again, really good melody on it. I like the fact that halfway through it kind of breaks right down to just a basic beat. So you can imagine the lights coming on, strobe effects, just very quiet, keeping the crowd held until that initial beat comes back in again and pumps it up again. And love it. Get it gets you. It gets you. Once that beat gets you, you're on the dance floor for the whole night. That's what I mean. Like When you're looking at it from a DJ's point of view, you see the dance floor and you can see that that it's going dead low and you, you know that it's breaking into, into nothing and then it's just going to build up and build yep. up. And once that build up breaks, there's no better feeling in this world. Absolutely no better feeling than knowing that that track's gone and done that damage to a dance floor. As we mentioned earlier, both huge fans of the Kevin and Perry Go Large movie. Two teenagers just being influenced by their surroundings, music, style and so on, where they go on holiday to Ibiza. The soundtrack, that pulls you in. The tracks on there are epically good. Artists such as Fatboy Slim, as you've mentioned, DJ Torsha with uh, Ayla. Yeah. White Tracks, Mystery Lands, a great yeah. song. What a Now that, song. we should have mentioned that earlier, the Sick Boys Courtyard remix. Yeah. It's epically good. You've even got Groove Armada on there. You've got Roger Sanchez, you've got Sunburst, Southside Spinners, yeah. Love Struck. Again, a classic track. It's just pouring with amazing riffs, amazing dance tunes. That, that again, like I said, broke out from like the 90s, early yep. 90s, didn't it? Yeah. And I've always said to myself, like, trance was the... The breaker between dance music was probably frowned upon more in the nineties because it was yeah. all like Blair Oasis and and bands and British bands and whatever else. And I just think when trance come into it a little, like obviously you've got the likes of a dad Joe for strings that that became oh, big. What a track! And, oh, and all your big dance trance track like Signum as well coming Signum, on yeah. strong, amazing track. That's what I think. That's when the dance club. Um, one of the one of the key scenes. There was a big dance club, and it's like an out shot, and it cuts right them on the stage, yeah. and it pans out. You've got Blank and Jones on there. You've got Fragma, Mario ATB, Bacato. yeah, Mario Bacato, Lizard, great track. Your man's is on there, Sunshine. You've got Moose T, David Morales, as I mentioned with the um, new track I love so much. Joey Negro's on there. Chicane. It's packed. Yeah, it's packed. There's not a there's not a tune on there that you're not going to listen to or not like. But again, for, to think that a, a trance track would be in the charts, hmm. late 90s, going into the early noughties, you, you would never have thought of it. 
No, and definitely obviously not. over time, there's been like the Goettes and stuff like that that have gone and gone commercial, like from underground to like commercialized. I just think it's now a part of the chart. Now I, I always think to myself, now there's there's always someone in there like Jonas Blue, for instance, mm. or the Tiestos, or. Yep. Avicii's or Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris is a is a is a hitman. He's literally everything he produces, every single thing he produces seems to go to number one or there or thereabout. Yeah. The man himself is just he's faultless. He literally is. I'm actually kind of glad that you've mentioned Calvin Harris producing stuff because you yourself have started kind of dipping your toe in the yeah. producing music water, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. How are you finding it, and what kind of stuff are you bringing out? Well, to be honest, it's hard. It's because I've always been interested in the music, I've never been interested in making it. Yeah. It's now that step. Well, I, I, I chose to do that during the lockdown, obviously being locked down, and I basically enrolled into a music production college, and yeah. we've done it all online via Zoom and stuff like that, and it was brilliant. It was brilliant. still going. To the likes of the stuff that I'm doing, I'm trying to keep it old school, new school. I'm trying to base a lot of it around me radio shows. Yeah. Again, mashups and... A lot to do with radio, like the produ- production side of the radio side of it. So in terms of what I'm still learning, it would be that. Okay. Do you think you're going to aim to have something released, dare I say, in the charts in the coming uh, years? Well, th- th- is that what you're aspiring to? It's a long to? time. I'd love, to, I'd love to aspire to be like that, but again, take a step at a time and rather than big giant steps. Yeah, it's a bit like me doing this podcast. Yeah. It's only a few episodes in, but you know, you've got to think of the long term. At some point, I'll get to 100 episodes I'm crossing all my fingers, by the way, folks. 100 episodes and I have a huge fan base, but for now, a few episodes and a few yep, plays here exactly. and there, I'm, I'm taking it as a win. As You've a win. got to start somewhere, that's my theory. Exactly. You know, every run, every mile takes the first step to, to go. So I'm glad I'm, I'm taking this step and I'm still going with it. It's a project. I'm loving doing it. And I'm liking the fact that I'm getting guests on more often now, so it's making it more of a fun experience. You've mentioned radio shows. Now tell the listeners. I mean, you're 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 on the radio. You're on you're yeah. on KCC live. Yeah, on Friday and Saturday. So just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for my Friday show is two till three in the afternoon. So it's ideal for anyone that's like just going to pick the kids up or whatever, or unsure about going out. Which I get that a lot because when I get me social interaction from the show, it literally is about people saying you're the reason I'm going out or was going out post lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. From from like that, I get people going. Oh, you're you're resorting me to have a have a have a drink this early in the daytime type of thing, which which I'm happy about because it's obviously making people a bit more upbeat, especially through these uncertain times. From my Friday show, it's mainly mashups of new school, old school. I want it to just be all big tunes, all mashed together. Yeah, making it as as good of listen as I can. Okay. Me Saturday show, which is 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 only pretty new, really. To be fair, is all all things house. Okay. I always have a little soft spot for house music. Yes, who doesn't? But the stuff that's coming out isn't really that great. So it's kind of I'm kind of mixing it with house and tech house, which is becoming a bit more popular nowadays. Yeah. I'm not a massive fan of it. Again, I appreciate it and. When it comes to my Saturday show, that's me kind of thing that I, I always think to myself, that's the type of stuff that I listen to. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love listening to my mashups and my mashup show and stuff like that, but I've always got that thing in the background in my pocket going, I like that. If I, if, if I had to pick one genre to go in and to, you know, to produce in, to aspire to be in, I'd love to do really big room, big house, dirty Dutch. 
dirty Dutch. Dirty Dutch. It sounds it like sounds... some kind of alter ego. Uh, well, it's it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another time. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking red hot Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Dirty Dutch is is, is, is a form of, of dance music. It's it's how I can describe it would be it's, it's kind kind of kind of like a squeaky a squeaky yeah well it's it's all big room stuff but it's obviously got like a squeaky to vibe describe. maybe yeah well yeah yeah it's all like vibe. it's all like Afro Jack and oh, big yeah. chunky electro like uh, Freddie Legrand for yeah, instance yeah. so yeah all them I like to listen to okay yeah. Again, I don't necessarily do that regularly, but that's my little thing that I like to do. Any um, any guilty pleasures? What aside from dance music? What do you listen to? Dance music, dance music, more dance music. <laughs> I it, thought you it, might throw in like a cheeky bit of like eighties like pop music or something. No, we've got play, gonna... we've got playlists in our work, like, but they're um, <laughs> we've got playlists on Spotify and there's anything. We've got one called Morn and Wood. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and that's just anything he's listening to, like Lighthouse Family and stuff like that, which is all great to listen to. Our works, like, it's, it's mad. It's, it's, it's good, but we have good little playlists going in work, and it's not all dance music, because yeah. obviously there's other people in work, so it's kind of, you've got to, like, cater to everyone and not just yourself. When you're listening to the likes of the Lighthouse Family, and you confess that on it, yeah. do you ever put, like, in your mind, like, a... A beat behind it, maybe I can mash it up with another I've song and see if it works. I've got it as a mashup with. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And 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 that that's probably one of a go a, a go to tracks we were saying before. There's there's probably so many of them. The Lighthouse Family. I've got a remix of it, and it just seems to get the dance floor rocking. New kids dancing to it. You can get kids dancing to it. You can get teenagers dancing to it. You can get adults dancing to it. Get the old ones dancing to it because they obviously know the the vocal from the Lighthouse Family. It has been resung, but. It does it justice. Mm. I mean, people are probably going to sit there going, I doubt it. But again, it's all about opinions when it comes to music as well, isn't it? Because not everyone likes dance music. Every, you know, people might like rock music, which, but then I appreciate any type of music, especially now going into making it. I appreciate the hard work and effort that goes into everything that goes into a track now. Yep. Whether it be a simple clap, kick, kick drum, you know, a snare, anything. I appreciate everything for how hard they worked for us to just go, oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> just going back to your, your radio station, then where can, can people get older in terms of frequencies? Well, it's all on FM, is it? Yeah, KCC Live is 99.8 FM. Okay. Um, you can download the app, which is you go to your Apple Store or Play Store with Google, um, and you just put in KCC Live. It should be a black and pink logo. It's a Scouse local radio station. You can listen to it online, kcclive.com as well. It's local, so you've got quite a lot of local talent on there with all the biggest songs, new music. I think it's got everything. It's even got like podcasts. It's even got football podcasts, and you know the Brecky shows are quite good. And it's different from your big names like yeah. your capitals and your radio cities that we've got across the city. But it's something different. And our motto, Station with Attitude, it literally it's aimed more towards the younger generation. Yeah. But again, the older generation and like me, like you, would appreciate <laughs> what goes into the radio station and of course, yeah. the old school vibes of it the new school the everything about it the house like you're saying that you like yeah you know there's probably room for a trance show probably a room for a, a podcast from ourselves as well <laughs> do you know why not maybe you know but um fingering a lot of pies which is well, great when you're a chef anyway that's all right yeah <laughs> perhaps you should have mentioned that he's also a chef so he's lethal with a knife and he's also lethal with the wheels of steel albeit 
CD-based ones. So if you don't dance, I'll stab you. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm only joking. We, we, cut we, that. We, cut that. <laughs> yeah, we can't have that on. We might, we might get done for uh, threatening people. <laughs> well, I didn't direct it towards anyone in particular, so it might be all right. Put the knife away, Carl. I was joking. <laughs> uh, just as uh, I suppose, just to kind of go on a side note, um, clubbing yourself, yeah. going out on the town when we were allowed to. That is, what would you say? would be your ideal venue to go to, certainly in Liverpool City Centre. For me, it was always starting an engine, the paradox, when it was still open, move into town, go to the 051, go to the bus club, go down Matthew Street, go to an 80s bar for the cheese factor, and then end up in somewhere like Reminisce or something like that. Where would you tend to frequent when you used to go into town? Mainly the gay end, to be fair. Mainly the gay end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, it's all like Stanley Street, Dale Street, and yeah. bits of Victoria Street and stuff like that. Obviously, me and the wife used to go there all the time when we were going out. When we first got together, like we literally, I mean, that's the best thing about us. We love the same things. Like, yeah. We love the same music and stuff like that. So us going out together is, is just, it's brilliant. You know, yeah. We always have a good laugh, and no matter where we go, and I, I always think the best atmosphere is in all the gay bars, to be fair. Yeah, I think it's a relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say if I had to pinpoint one bar, it'd probably be the Navy. Now is that the same bar where I was felt up when I was on a podium dancing? Yeah, but you, you were in the right <laughs> man. You're in a gay bar on a pole <laughs> dancing. Hey, if you were, like if you were a gay lad, you'd be thinking, he's, you know, he, he, he scrubs up well. Wow, quite the um, uh, quite the compliment he, there. He's, he's practically dry humping a pole. Why not? Why not give him a uh, give him a grope? <laughs> There's the phrase we're gonna have for the week. And give him a grope. T- yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Let me just <laughs> tell you, Dave enjoyed it as well. <laughs> Shut up, man. You weren't supposed to say that bit. <laughs> so yeah, we opposite ends of town. Like I say, I've, I've been to a few different places. I do mention the paradox a few times because I do miss it. It is still quite raw with me that it closed down many, many years ago because it was our favourite place to go to. Now you can buy shoes there, Sports Direct. Of course, yeah. It's a, it's a sports shop now, yeah, yeah. yeah. How the mighty have fallen. You go from clubbing to buying a golf club. Yeah. Bad joke there, bad joke there. Insert drum, drum beats. The correct one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever go to the Reminis Bar in town, Matthew Street? Uh, yeah. Again, I have my own bars that I do like to go to. Like I said, Victoria Street and um, the likes of Dale Street and Stanley Street. And we, we will venture into, you know, it, different people. If we go out with, say, for work, for instance, and we're all along Matthew Street, it'll probably be the place to go to anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I, and I do, I, I get the whole old school vibe of it all, like the Reminisce Festival itself. Again, I do tend to focus on what's coming out now and not what was coming out then and yeah. still is out and still is getting played 20 years later down the line i do get it i do get the people like the people and the demand for it but i try to put new stuff in as well yeah, yeah. i just don't try not to focus on just strictly being old school because you're just putting yourself under one one bracket then do you know what i mean what can i say i'm a purist i just love old school yeah i have dabbled like like as you know i've been having a go on cross dj on my tablet and trying to use current music and I'll do all right. I mean, I must admit, I've lost touch with it a little bit these past few months, but I have a go and it's fun. And, you know, you've, you've given me a few bits of feedback in the past when you've listened to a yeah. few various mixes. They're not the greatest thing in the world, but they're not bad for someone who's just having a little bit of fun at home. I can highly recommend Cross DJ for anyone that wants to start out and just give it a go. It's a free-to-download app. It's very easy to use and it gives you a good insight into how modern-day DJing works, albeit on a simplified level, but it's definitely worth giving it a go. 
Yeah, it's not on light DJ though. No, it's I say a yeah, simplified yeah, version. It's simplified version, yeah. but it's, it's it's not like all bells and whistles, yeah, but it's got yeah. some bells and whistles. <laughs> There's an actual bell and a whistle Glow on there as well. <laughs> it's got that classic. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just me doing that, by the way. That wasn't even a sound effect. Yeah. I might yeah. put the real one. Cut in. that one. Cut that out. <laughs> yeah, dance music. Still popular, still loved. Um, dare I say it, it's here to stay. It has been for 30 odd years, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, it won't, it won't go anywhere. It'll, it'll be always forever, it'll be around. Whether it goes back underground, which will probably make it even better then, I just think, because it won't be as, as accessible. Yeah. So I just think, yeah, if, if it does become underground and it does start going a little bit more quieter on the commercial front then it's probably for the best well that was that was good um i'm gonna flip around head now because it's it's time to bring in our feature which is that's my year now the particular year we're talking about this year as it's called on was 1986 yeah when you were given to the planet yeah i'm sure the planet is going to be fully appreciative of you being here but in 1986 we had a, a selection of uh, movies and toys obviously you won't remember them when you were born but you may have remember, you may have discovered them later in life and know a bit about them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off with toys yeah. and a few a few lines that you may or may not be aware of. Just see if you ever discovered them, played with them. Yeah. One of the big things that was going on was laser tag, specifically Photon Warrior. Now you might remember this, but it was essentially like a mini quasar. Yeah, yeah, I remember um, quasar. It was red and green with a big pack on your chest yeah. and a dodgy helmet. Did you ever have at home at any point in your, in your youth, you know, a laser gun system? Yeah, I think everyone did at some point. Even if it, it, it might not be mine, it might have been like the go-to toy in me nan's house. Do yeah. you know what I mean? With uh, where all my cousins would play with it. But I personally didn't. I don't think I I I got one bought for me anyway. I don't think. But it was around. And I do remember Quasar, <laughs> and I, if, if I remember rightly, I remember going to Quasar when it used to be in the bowl and all. In the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. which, as a side note, was where I always ended up the first few times going to Paradox because I didn't look old enough to get in, so I'd go and bowl instead and play Quasar like a sad young man. Yeah, and kept the shoes on. Yeah, they're my own bowling shoes. Yeah, I own a set. <laughs> Thanks for that. Do you all want to know about that, don't you? One of the biggest lines of the year was, of course, Transformers. An amazing toy line with various TV and film spin-offs that are still being made today. Did you ever own a Transformer? No. No. Not, Not your cup of tea? Not my cup of tea. Maybe if it was a mobile DJ studio that transformed into a robot, maybe you would have had it? Oh, yeah. You get some decks yeah. that have a robot on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, and to be fair, I know what Transformers are. I've got a young son there that is for... That absolutely loves it. Yes. And I have seen bits of the film. I I don't really sit down and put it on myself, but I'll sit and watch it when he's got it on. I do appreciate it. I like the fact that it's a car that turns into a figure. Yeah. yeah. Two toys in one. Yeah. yeah. Various other toy lines. I, I won't really go into them at the moment because I don't, I don't know which of them you remember, but certainly a big launch in 86 was football stickers, football books, oh, I had and them. the obsessive rivalry on a school playground with swapsies and fighting if you've got the same and you want to trade it and you've got a foily one. Shinies. Shinies, yeah. Them. They were called foilies when I was younger, but yeah, shinies. <laughs> Did you ever, like, obsessively want to, like, fill oh, a, yeah. a football book? Yeah, and then you'd end up with about 10,000 swaps and you'd end up swapping <laughs> it for one card. <laughs> All that money that's been spent on, on, on them football stickers or the cards now, by the way. Yeah, you'd have about a, a thousand of... The same, same person. It would be like John Barnes for Liverpool, <laughs> and you'd go and swap it for like Eric Cantona for Man United or something. So it'd be like, yeah, I, I did. I never really actually filled a book. I always got like ninety percent done, and then just thought, Do you know what, it's the following <laughs> season now. 
I, I, I never could. I mean, like, like I've said, I'm not really a football fan, but I, I couldn't even begin to start collecting football stickers because I knew I would never be bothered to stick yeah. with it. I'd maybe buy two or three packets and go, well, yeah. I get the gist, it's a footballer on a sticker, big whoop, you know? The eldest lad now, he collects them and he's obsessive with it. Like, he, he loves to complete it all. Like, And don't get me wrong, I think that's a bit of me coming out in him, if yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. I think that's, the, that's me getting him more and more so he gets all the things that he needs and he wants and all the shinies and all the limited edition ones and all that that they are now but you don't have to spend a pretty penny like you do you could probably buy a footballer for the money you spent on panini stickers yep I agree <laughs> um, go move on to some movie, movie titles now again you may not have seen these but you may be aware of them do you remember or have you seen any of the alien movies no okay move swiftly on with that one <laughs> big trouble in little china have you heard of it? Heard of it. I haven't seen it. I haven't it. seen it. Okay. I won't mention the Transformers movie, which is one of the biggest movies of the year, because, again, you're not that much of a fan of it. But I will um, I will mention Top Gun, only because it was the highest grossing movie of the year. Now, I can't believe if anyone doesn't know about Top Gun, but Top Gun's essentially a Tom Cruise war movie set around a flight school, and what happens when they go against each other with rivals? Wow. We're in planes, and... We're fighting against each other and having our tops off for a volleyball scene, which is completely unnecessary. Have you seen Top Gun? Is Tom Cruise the one who does Mission Impossible? That's him, yeah, with the yeah. straight hands when he runs. How is it called Mission Impossible when he's made it possible, like, at least, what, seven or eight times now? Yeah, and I believe they're filming another one as well. Wow. You know? Shouldn't he be calling it Mission Possible or <laughs> Slightly Impossible? <laughs> <laughs> I might have a mission, I might have a problem getting it done, but I will get it done at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of Top Gun, I have I've I think I've seen ninety percent of it. Yeah. It's it's more of a romantic comedy uh, yeah. romantic action y comedy. I wouldn't even really say comedy. I think that's just because I laugh at it because it's cheesy. The, the acting's pretty funny yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's questionable. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a few a few iconic titles in there. I mean, there was other films like Crocodile Dundee, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Eddie Murphy, Golden Child, Highlander, a lot of sci-fi, a lot of action, a lot of comedy. Again, probably before your time, seeing as you only came out when you were born. Yep. Do you have a, a specific genre that you go to in, in terms of films? If you have a time to just chill and watch a movie, what do you go for? I know you're a fan of Borat. Yeah. Oh, I love Borat. If Borat. you haven't seen the new Borat, by the way, <laughs> it, it's Get on it Amazon. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. It's, there's nothing he, what he won't say or do, I think. And that's scary. Sasha Baron Cohen's the man. He is. I, I love Bruno Borat. The, the dictator, is it? Yeah, the, yeah. the dictator. I, mean, I can't say it now, the dictator. <laughs> um, everything he does seems to just be directed and at certain individuals or certain countries, for instance. Yep. Um, yeah, I love him. In terms of, do you mean years that I've... Just, just in general, like if you, if you just, just want to chill and watch a film, what what's like your mainstream go-to in, in terms of like maybe a genre? The wife's like probably going to agree with me on this because I watch them time and time over and over again. Is Bourne's Jason Bourne? Jason Bourne, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. The Bourne identity, the Bourne supremacy, all them. I do like the newer Bonds. Okay, yeah, I was going to say kind Daniel of. Daniel Craig. I, I, it's yeah. more like the action films, basically. Yeah, I think yeah. It, it, Ocean's Elevens and stuff like that. Yeah. They, they're up my street, but again, I'm not a massive movie fan. Yeah. We do sit down and watch movies every every week, me and the wife, and uh, we do end up watching some crap stuff, but we end up watching some really good stuff that on the rating reviews. Yeah. Uh, are not rated that really that well. Okay. And we, we seem to think otherwise. So yeah, ignore the reviews and make up your own opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah well, yeah. 
Makes I just sense. well, my favourite movie of all time is probably Shawshank. Oh, that, that didn't do well in the in the cinemas, did it? And and yeah, it's like a cult status now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's actually been voted one of the best movies of all time. And Shawshank Redemption is a fantastic movie. Yeah, it, it, it's good. Like it, it's quite long. Most epic films are. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't sit still. No, I literally can't. <laughs> so maybe put like a little DJ booth and you can at least spin, yeah. spin the decks while you're watching the movie to keep you entertained. Oh, the no, soundtrack it, for it. Nowadays, if you go with the pictures, I'm, I'm asleep after ten minutes. <laughs> wow, wow! It sounds a lot like my boss. I don't know. If she, I don't even know if she's listening, but she doesn't watch films for more than a few few minutes while getting bored, and she likes to run around a lot. So yeah, start sitting down and watching a movie. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's got to grip me from the get-go. Yeah, you need to have an yeah, impact yeah. on it. In terms of like another film, for instance, I do like... I like a lot of comedies. Dumb and Dumb is probably up there. It's one of the best <laughs> classics of all time. Like, um, Great film. Yeah, again, I, I sit there, I love my comedies. I love anything witty. Yeah. So I think it's if 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 it's a comedy, I'll probably sit there and listen to it no end. And they're normally like an hour and a half long, aren't they? So yeah, I think they're right up my street. If I had to pick any particular thing to watch, it'd probably be a comedy. Sounds sounds okay. A little insight into Carl's personal world. There, he's a massive DJ. Massive DJ makes it like a huge. He's a massive <laughs> a massive dance fan. He's a DJ. He's a chef. He's a father. He's a football fan. I'm selling him really well, like I need to, you know. But yeah, good guy to be around, and his DJ skills are second to none. If you're listening, guys, you've got competition here, you know. I hope you're listening. Did yeah, it... so as I'm going to start wrapping it up, again, if you just want to remind the guys where they can get you when they listen to your shows and what times. Well, I'm on KCC of a Friday, which KCC Live, 99.8 FM. It's on Friday, 2 till 3 in the afternoon. That is basically all the biggest songs all mashed up together. Then we've got... Me Saturday show, which is Saturday night from 10 till 11. That's more house and tech. All the stuff that's now. Again, it wouldn't appeal to the old schoolers. Um, Meaning me. Yeah, I've got a SoundCloud page as well, which is soundcloud.com forward slash carljames23. And again, that'll have, that'll have everything on in terms of all my mixes, all my monthly mixes, all new stuff, all old stuff, all bootlegs that I've made, you know, various productions I've done. I have got an Instagram. You can get it through my SoundCloud. It'll be in my bio. If I'm right, it's Carl James, DJ Carl James 23. I'm on Instagram. I'm never really on Facebook. So, yeah, I think it's best to get, to get me through Instagram and SoundCloud, I think. Nice. I'm sure people will be in touch. As with myself... As I always say, if you want to get hold of me, you can contact me through my Instagram page as well, which is at DVA10Mins. You can tweet me at DVADC, or you can go straight through through the Anchor app, send me a, a personal message, a voice message from the Anchor app if you're using it. Love to hear what you think of this particular podcast. I'll certainly be passing on comments to Carl. Hopefully I'll get some more followers on a SoundCloud page, listen to his mixes, they're really good. I can't recommend them enough. Play them where quite a lot. But yeah, I want to thank you very much for your time, Carl. It's been a pleasure having you Problem. around, and hopefully I'll get you on soon. Thanks for your time. And I'll speak to you later, okay, buddy?